Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Attention nerds. If you have a problem, if no one else can help, and if you can find them, maybe you can hire The Riley and Kimmy Show. The Riley and Kimmy Show. And welcome to this episode of The Riley and Kimmy Show. It's number 1,305. A Friday. A flashback Friday is what it is. If you're listening to the day it is uploaded, this is a July 14th. Kimmy. Hi there, I am your host, Patrick Riley. I'm just a soul whose intentions are good. Oh Lord, please don't let me be misunderstood. Uh, that's right, please uh, don't let me be misunderstood. Thank you for checking out the Riley and Kimmy Show, the place where we offer a brand new episode every single day. That's right, you heard right, brand new. I mean... It's new stuff, right, Kimmy? Mm-hmm. Uh, brand new uh, to to help you get through the day. That's right. Take us along to work with you or wherever you are going. We have archived episodes available right now, all of them on our website at RileyandKimmy.com, including celebrity interviews, videos, and so much more, nerd news, and uh, also links to social media, just to name a few things you can find on our website. And by the way, help the show grow. Tell your friends about us. Tell them uh, that you found that place that offers pop culture escapism every single day. Often imitated, never duplicated. It's the Riley and Kimmy Show. Coming up this weekend, we will be out and about. Are you getting rested up for this Sunday, Kimmy? Oh, yeah. Can you believe it? I know. I can't wait. And I can't either. One of the reasons one of our very good friends, a very good friend to the Riley and Kimmy Show, will be released just for a little while. He's going, yeah, they're giving him a pass. They're letting him out of the institution just so he can be at the Orlando Collecticon. And that is the voice of Space Ghost, George Lowe. If you untie me, I will. Hi, kids. Space Ghost here. You're listening to Riley and Kimmy on the Riley and Kimmy Show. Uh, Can you just loosen the hands up a little? Oh, that is heaven. He will be there, right, Jimmy? Yeah. Uh, Recording voice announcements for maybe your your phone or maybe to uh, say hello to somebody. I I bet he'd even do a birthday greeting. Who knows? And also signing maybe those pop vinyls, those Space Ghost pop vinyls and other things as well. And, of course, he will talk about Space Ghost and other cartoons as well. He loves to talk about that, doesn't he, Kim? Mm-hmm. And so stop on by, say howdy to George. I just found out a little while ago, uh, we are right next to George. So when you find George Lowe, you will find us. We will be right next to George. So after you're done talking to George, and before you meet anybody else, uh, just say hi, hi to us. Mm-hmm. And, and we are recording episodes of the Riley and Kimmy show that day, and you can become part of it. So talk nerd with us, right? That's right. And then, uh, you know, find yourself some collectibles and come back to our table and show us what you got. Do a little show and tell. Yeah. And maybe if you get something signed, possibly by maybe a certain certain artist who will be there, a person who has not been in Florida in 15 years, you can show us what you got, or maybe you're one of the lucky ones that got a sketch from him. Who is that, Kimmy? Lee Bermejo. Yes, he will be at this event, the Orlando Collecticon, this Sunday. Tell your friends about it. It's happening in Altamont Springs, 
and that is at the Hilton. It starts at 10, runs until 4 o'clock in the afternoon. We'd love to see you. Admission is just $10. That's for adults, and for those who are 15 and younger, it is what, Kimmy? Free. And what is the price of parking? Free. Oh, you can't beat this. This is something for the entire family. That is the Orlando Collecticon. And, and it's so convenient right off the I-4. It is very easy to get to. We look forward to seeing you there, especially if you love Batman, because this is kind of an unofficial Batman-themed convention with uh, Lee Bermejo being there. That's just one of the you know things. And also because Athena Finger is there, the granddaughter to the co-creator of Batman, Bill Finger. And you can see Athena right now on Hulu, a documentary it's called Batman and Bill, and it does focus a lot on Athena, doesn't it, Kimmy? Yeah, and it does. Uh, yes, and, and you can meet Athena. I think she's bringing some paintings, too. She's recreating some of her uh, grandfather's work over the course of time. And at 1.30 in the afternoon, Athena will be part of a panel. She's, she's having a panel, and we'll be talking about her grandfather mm-hmm. and Batman. Big thank you going out to the show promoter, Greg, for... Inviting the Riley and Kimmy show to moderate that panel at 1.30. We look forward to seeing you there. So if you know somebody who loves Batman, this is the thing to check out. This mm-hmm. is going to be a very intimate and unique experience. Not your typical one-day kind of show, right, Kimmy? That's right. It will be definitely fun. Something I, you know, for those who will miss out in Central Florida, they're going to regret it on Monday. Mm-hmm. Because if you go, you're going to say, guess what I did? I got this, or I, I got this collectible, I met this, and... You're going to have some fun memories, and they're going to be jealous of you. Mm-hmm. So tell your friends about this. Try not to leave them out. It's the Orlando Collecticon, and you can find out more on their Facebook page. And, oh, before I forget, artist Chris King will be there with a brand new comic book, a comic book creation. He uh, he let us take a sneak peek at it. It is it is It's not a superhero car, uh, comic book. I want to point that out. It is... It is fantasy sci-fi based, would be the best way to put it. It is different. I think you will find it intriguing. You're going to want more issues and get that collectible issue at the Orlando Collecticon. Plus, check out Chris's beautiful art. He will have that on display as well. We look forward to seeing you. And where is that, Kimmy? The Orlando Collecticon. Riley and Kimmy Show. Shall we play a game? That is the big question on a flashback Friday. Would Kimmy like to play a game? It is a Friday, July 14th, getting closer and closer to that Sunday event. Yes, the Batman-themed Orlando Collecticon. I think her mind might be uh, thinking about that. Uh, Are you able to play, and are you willing to play nerd and pop culture trivia? Let's play a game. timeline has been adjusted. It's not in chronological or linear order. We're going to be asking Kimmy some questions from all over the place. You can help Kimmy out. You can shout out answers to whatever listening device you happen to be uh, well, holding in your hands or next to that you happen to have the Riley and Kimmy show on. It could be anything because we are mobile. We are global. You can take us anywhere on planet Earth. You can take us on that laptop, desktop, tablet, smartphone, smartwatch or any other type of computing device. Tell your friends, hey, I found something that's a little bit different to uh, go to work listening to. Yeah, we're, we're 
We're perfect for the drive time. That's right. Or lunch, or just to escape from somebody that's annoying, just pop in the earbuds. That's all you got to do. Just And then nod like you're actually, yeah, yeah okay, hey, just listen to us. That's all you have to do. The Riley and Kimmy Show, offering all kinds of variety nerd things. Help Kimmy out, get more answers right than wrong, because we're uh, keeping track of this week. If she gets more of these right and wrong right through Saturday, we will give her or get her, purchase for her, her collectible of her choice, including art from the Orlando Collecticon this Sunday. She might get herself a lunchbox, you know, one of those old metal ones, an action figure, a doll, a comic book or comic books or possibly some art. Who knows what she'll select at the Orlando Collecticon. Here we go. Friday, July 14th, a flashback Friday. It was on this date, give me boring trivia here. 1868, Alvin J. Fellows patents the tape measure. Where would you be without that? Hmm. Yes, I told you it was kind of boring. 1914, Robert H. Goddard patents liquid rocket fuel. He is known as the father of rocketry, and we wouldn't have went to the moon, really, if it wasn't for his work, his research, and things. It was on his date in 1946. Can you tell me the name of this doctor-slash-author who would be on television a lot he liked to talk about babies and children. He wrote a book called The Common Sense Book of Baby and Child Care. Can you tell me who he is, or do I have to go to a bonus clue? Dr. Spock. That's right. No, not that Spock. It's Dr. Benjamin Spock. Mm-hmm. Uh, 1946. In all your time, have you ever encountered anybody that ever used that book, read that book, or still uh, thumbs through it? No. Okay. The year is 19... Is that what... Did somebody use that book on you? I don't we, know. Maybe that's what we have to blame. Is that, that book, or possibly that's what we, who we have to thank. It depends upon your viewpoint. The year is nineteen. You know, I didn't have that book. I was I was raised by wolves. Just remember that they couldn't read. Mm-hmm. You know, I was yeah. I'm wolf boy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's what I was. Yep. The year is nineteen fifty one. The first sports event to be shown in color happens on CBS TV. It's the Molly Pitcher Handicap. Happening in New Jersey. It was on this date, 1956. This song hits number one on the R&B charts and number three on the pop charts. Tell me who the recording artist is, Kimmy. Here is your audio clue. The year is 1956. I'm in love again. Tell me who had that as a hit, 1956. Is that Fats Domino? Whoa. Just by the sound. Is that how you yeah. knew it? That is incredible. Yes, you are right, 1956. The year is 1963. The movie Beach Party premieres in the United States. It opened across the U.S. on August 7th, but they did a little premiere in, on the state in 63. Have you ever seen Beach Party? No. Okay. Did you ever watch any of those beach movies? Nope. Or were you, nobody ever tortured you with those? No. Okay. The year was 1967. The Who began their first full-scale United States tour. They were the opening act for Herman's Hermits. The year was 1965. The American space probe Mariner 4 flew by this planet, sent back photographs of the planet. Can you tell me what planet it went by? Mars? That's right. You are smart. <laughs> was that a guess, or did you actually know that? Or somebody shouted out? Uh, somebody must have shouted that out. Well, keep it up. Kimmy might get that collectible. Who knows? We're going to ask a sports question, Kimmy. We're going to ask the decade. Tell me what decade this happened. The All-Star Game was postponed because of a 33-day-old baseball player's strike. The game was eventually held on August 9th. 
Did this happen in the 1950s, 60s, 70s, or 80s? 70s. Happened in 1981, the Uh. 80s. Are you ready for a music question? Mm -hmm. Music's one of your uh, strong points, right? Mm -hmm. The year is 1987. This song, which would become a hit, was released. Two-part question. Identify the recording artist and tell me the name of the song. But we have a, a little catch for you, Kimmy. It has been reversed. See if you can identify what it is. Here's your clue. This is impossible. She's nodded. She knows the name of the song. That is impossible. Okay, Kimmy. Who is the recording artist who had the back... Well, we, we, we made it reverse. Who had that hit? Prince. That is correct. And what is the name of the song? You've got the look. Yes, Kimmy was able to identify... I don't know how you did that. That's fantastic. And who uh, who provided the uh, other vocals for that song? Sheena Easton. Yeah, that made that song the best song on planet Earth. Yeah, mm. Especially in 1987. Impossible music trivia. This person had quite a few hits in the 1980s, but had started to wane by this time period. In 1989, she releases the first closed captioned video. The video was for this song. The song would hit number 62 on the Billboard Hot 100. In turn, that means no radio airplay or very little radio airplay. So I'm, I know you're not familiar with the song, but you might be able to pick up the voice who this is. Here's your audio clue. Can you identify that voice from 1989? No. She had true colors as a Is it hit. Cindy Lauper? It is. It's Cindy Lauper. I said that. Well, you, got, like, you got it with a bonus clue, Kimmy. The song did not chart. Um, well, it didn't get into the airplay category of the top 40. It made it number 62. That is My First Night Without You. The year is 1995. George Michael announces that the settlement of his long-running dispute with this record company, this label, had ended. He had been released from his contract. Tell me the name of the record label. Sony? That's right. The year is 2003. Jerry Springer officially filed papers to run for United States Senate He did that for the state of Ohio. The year is 2015. NASA's New Horizons spacecraft became the first space mission to explore Pluto. Is that a planet or not? Quick. Yes. Okay. I'm I'm glad you feel that way. Yeah, Pluto's a planet. Yes. Celebrity notable birthdays. 1910, William Hanna was born. Kimmy, can you tell me? The name of the company he was part of, and I'll just give you a clue, cartoons. Can Han- you tell me the name of the, the company? Hanna-Barbera. That's right. He was born in the state in 1910. 
died 2001 at the age of 90. You have to thank him because uh, we have Scooby-Doo because of him, right? Mm -hmm. Tom and Jerry, right? Mm -hmm. And many, many, many others. Uh, Yeah, and many, 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 many others, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, Yeah, okay. Next individual born on this day, 1913. United States President from 1974 to 1977. Tell me who it is. Who was born on this date in 1913? Gerald Ford. That's correct. Died 2006 at the age of 93. Next person, Douglas Edwards. Born on this date in 1917. Died 1990 at the age of 73. An American network and news television anchor. He was part of a certain network for a long period of time. Uh, He was the first nightly news broadcaster from 1948 to 1962. And then he would do other roles, but would be on television for a long time for this network. Can you tell me which one of the three he was part of? CBS. That is correct. I thought we'd throw you, but no, we did not. Dale Robertson, born on this day, 1923, died 2013 at the age of 89. An American actor best known for his starring roles on TV. He played on the long-running show called Tales of Wells Fargo, and then he was on The Iron Horse on ABC from 1968 to 1970. And finally, Dale Robertson was the fourth and final host of Death Valley Days. Harry Dean Statton, having a birthday today. He is 91. He has been in just about everything over a time period of 60 years. He was in Cool Hand Luke, the movie, Kelly's Heroes, Dillinger, The Godfather Part Two. Alien, yeah, he was on the ship, remember? Also, Escape from New York, uh, yeah, he, he deals with uh, Snake Plissken. Christine, Repo Man, Pretty in Pink, Wild at Heart, and The Green Mile, and that is not even touching the list. It goes on and on and on. He's having a birthday today. He is 91, that is Harry Dean Stanton. Mm. Next person, John Chancellor, born on this date, 1927, died 1996 at the age of 68. American journalist who spent most of his career as a news person for what network, Kimmy? ABC. NBC. Ah. He served as anchor on NBC's Nightly News from 1970 to 1982. He was replaced by whom? Who took his place with the Nightly News? Tom Brokaw. That's correct. And then he would do uh, commentaries with Brokaw. Clear up to 1993. That is John Chancellor. You're on a roll. You're on a positive side, Kimmy. Next individual, Nancy Olson, having a birthday today. She is 89. She received an Academy Award nomination for Best Supporting Actress for her portrayal of Betty Schaefer in Sunset Boulevard in 1950. Remember, she's the love interest, the young 22-year-old Betty Schaefer, Mm. who wants him to just walk away from what mad woman What mad woman does she want him to walk away from? Who calls Betty Schaefer, like uh, we assume it's like after midnight, some late night? Norma? Yeah, that's right. Norma Desmond. And Nancy, by the way, co-starred with William Holden in four films and also later appeared in Disney's The Absent-Minded Professor in 1961, the sequel Son of Flubber in 1963, as well as the disaster film Airport. 1975, which was released in 1974. Next person, Polly Bergen, born on this date, 1930, died 2014 at the age of 84. An actress who appeared in many movies, most notable Cape Fear, the original one in 1962. Next person, a musician. He was the founder of a 1960s rock band that just happened to have his name and with the word group next to it. Tell me who it is. This might be impossible trivia for her, but years ago, Kimmy used to say, oh, I'm listening to you on that oldie station. 
Yeah, let's just see if she really did listen to me on that oldie station because this was an well, a staple on oldies radio years ago. Can you tell me who that is? No. Well, the group was the Spencer Davis group, and it just happens to be Spencer Davis's birthday. He is 78 today. Jane Lynch having a birthday. She's 57, best known as Sue Sylvester on Glee. Next person, give me an actor having a birthday today. Tell me who he is. Here is your audio clue. Identify who the actor is from this 2009 movie. Rorschach's Journal, October 12th. 1985. Dog carcass in alley this morning. Tire tread on first stomach. This city's afraid of me. I've seen its true face. The streets are extended gutters. And the gutters are full of blood. And when the drains finally scab over, all the vermin will drown. Can you tell me who that is? Who played Rorschach in The Watchmen in 2009? I can't. He would eventually play Freddy Krueger in the remake of Nightmare on Elm Street in 2010. Who is he? I can't. Jackie Earl Haley having a birthday today. He is 56. Next person, former child actress. She is best known for portraying, well, the daughter of a certain character on this TV show. The show ran from 1979 to 1986. I'll give you a clue. It was on ABC Network. Identify the TV show, Kimmy. Here's your audio clue. can't believe this i wish this was a video episode kimmy is actually dancing she's got some kind of weird dance going there with this theme now i have a feeling you actually know this tv theme i don't know how you do tell me what the name of the tv show is benson how do you know this did you watch benson a lot i don't know i, I mean i actually I'm not i was sure. obviously exposed to it quite a bit it's not one of my favorite tv themes i collect them and that is definitely not on the list there uh not even in the top 20 of television themes of all time how did you do that? Uh, was that a dance you do often with Benson when it was on TV? <laughs> did you go around doing the, the Benson dance? No. If you'd like to see the Benson dance, stop by the Riley and Kimmy Show table at the Orlando Collecticon this Sunday and ask Kimmy about the Benson dance, right? As a matter of fact, I will bring the Benson theme with me and we'll pop it on and she can do the Benson dance. 
You're, I'm just getting a little loopy. Well, that's okay. We are recording this episode before sunrise. That is true, right? Yeah. And she has not had breakfast. No. It is all, you know, who knows what we're going to get here. Why we were talking about Benson is, well, a person from the show is having a birthday. That is Missy Gold having a birthday. She's 47 today, former child actress, best known for portraying the governor's daughter, Katie, on that TV show. Remember her? No. Oh, well, gee, at least you're honest on this episode. I see it's notable deaths. Give me 1881. William H. Bonney, a outlaw, dies of a gunshot wound at the age of 21. Can you tell me the name everybody knows him for? That mm, outlaw? No. Billy the Kid. Died oh. 1881. Western. Bobby Brady's hero. No, Jesse James was oh, Bobby was... <laughs> Brady's hero. Okay, here we see. This is a. This truly proves this is an unscripted episode. All of these episodes are unscripted. Yes, Kimmy, Bobby Brady liked bad people. He liked Jesse James. He, as far as we know, did not like Billy the Kid. Okay, it was it was Jesse James. And you can go see the guy who played Gus the fireman on Leave It to Beaver plays the relative of Jesse James, and he scolds basically. Old Bobby on the Brady Bunch. It makes Bobby feel bad. Mm-hmm. You know, Poor they, little Bobby. Bobby, I think, was about to cry, don't you? Yeah, yeah I, don't, I, I don't care. I don't like that episode. I didn't care. You don't like Bobby? You <laughs> see, now you're finding out more. Talk to her at the upcoming Orlando Collecticon about Bobby. You know, she didn't like Bobby. Was there anybody on that show you liked, Kibby, on the Brady Bunch? Um, Anybody. Cindy. Oh, you, Cindy. Oh, my goodness. She liked Cindy. You didn't like the dad? Well, yeah. Yeah, I thought he was pretty cool. And Tiger. Yes. And and, and the, the cat that was in like one episode mm. when they got married, remember? Mm-hmm. Uh, what was that cat's name? Puff? Something like that? Yeah, <laughs> maybe. Yeah, okay. Fluffy. Yeah, okay. Back to trivia. 1965, Adlai Stevenson, United States Ambassador to the UN, presidential candidate in 1952 and 1956, Dies at the age of 65. Can you tell me what state he is from? Where was he born, Kimmy? Illinois. Yeah, you did pay attention. Yes. It was on this date in 1979. George D. Witt, TV host of the 1950s game show Name That Tune, dies at the age of 56. The year is 2000. Meredith McRae dies at the age of 56. She's known for a couple of roles, TV roles, that is. First one from 1963 to 1965. See if you can identify the TV show. Tell us what the name of the show is the moment you can. My Three Sons. Yes, she was on My Three Sons. Played Mike's girlfriend, which you can probably catch coming up real soon on Me TV because they're showing the early years of My Three Sons, which, by the way, I had never seen these. You can almost call them lost episodes because they were black and white and they didn't make it to syndication. Networks wouldn't rerun them or TV shows. But MeTV is running them early, early mornings, weekday mornings, and you get to see these early ones. And I love My Three Sons, those versions. They're mm. great. Mike and uh, the kids and Bub and everybody, it's great. And she was on that show from 63 to 65. And then she played on another show for a period of time. Identify the other show as soon as you can. Petticoat Junction. That's correct. She played Billy Joe Bradley. On Petticoat Junction from 1966 to 1970. She died 2000 at the age of 56. Kimmy, I think you did a fantastic job with trivia today. We have a plus plus right there in the old column for you. It looks like you might be getting 
that collectible of your choice from the Orlando Collecticon. Awesome. And speaking of awesome, we're going to focus on something right now from, well, trivia that we talked about with the golden age of radio. And it's really cool. It's going to it's going to be leaning in the world of science fiction fantasy. The best, one of the best, one of the best examples from the golden age of radio. Radio was The Riley and Kimmy Show. We talked about Nancy Olson having a birthday today. The actress having a birthday, 89. She was in Sunset Boulevard. Well, she's no stranger to the world of the golden age of radio. And she was on one of the best, in my opinion, best science fiction fantasy shows of all time in the golden age of radio called Dimension X. Now, unfortunately, Dimension X started too late in the game. It, was, it, it came about right when television was exploding and old-time radio was fading away. I think if it had been five years earlier, it would have been a... A lot of people would know about it to this day. But even with that said, they did not shirk at all. They didn't uh, They didn't cut a budget. This is done very, very well. Superb writing. Great acting. Sound effects are fantastic in music elements as well. This truly is the theater of the mind. Nancy Olsen stars in an episode called Hello Tomorrow. So we're going to go back in time and focus on her. From 1950, here's Nancy Olsen on The Riley and Kimmy Show. Dimension X. Tonight... A story of the future and a star of the future. The story, Hello Tomorrow, and the star, Miss Nancy Olson, the talented young actress who is currently winning critical acclaim for her performance in one of the outstanding pictures of the year, Sunset Boulevard. Tonight, Miss Olson becomes the first of a group of the stage and screen's most promising young stars of tomorrow to be invited to appear on the program of tomorrow, Dimension X. It was in the year 1991 that man disappeared from the face of the earth. The third atomic war had ended at last, leaving the land a mass of red radioactive dust, filling the air with gamma rays so deadly that life on the surface was no longer possible. There was only one way out. The few survivors went underground, burrowing their way deep into the earth like hunted moles, hiding from death in huge underground caverns. And it was there in the next 2,000 years that they built the new civilization. A civilization in which the genetic survival of the race came first. And every life and every law was shaped to serve that end. It is to this civilization, in the year of our Lord, 4,195 A.D., that we take you now. This is Professor Burton. One moment. Go ahead, sir. Lois? Listen, darling, good news. What? The genetic board has approved our application for marriage. Oh, so soon? The tests filed our chromosomes perfect. We can marry any time we want. 
Our offspring should be genetically in the 19th percentile of perfection. What's the matter, dear? Oh, nothing. I, I'm just sort of breathless. You are happy about it, aren't you, darling? Oh, of course. Terribly happy. I'm coming right over to the lab. I have a surprise. Oh, not now, Walter. What? Well, I mean, you'll have to give me some time. Time? What's the trouble? No trouble. It's that genetic survey I've been working on. What about it? Well, I've finally gotten permission to study an actual living case. A specimen of imperfect genetic transmission. Really? Yes, they're bringing him up from the condemned cages on the lower level. You will be careful, darling. The supervisor says there's nothing to be afraid of. The specimen they're bringing is, uh, XJ-12. It's been studied before many times and is quite well trained. Well, I don't like it. Nonsense, darling. I've been waiting for this opportunity for years. Oh, there's my door signal. I'll have to hang up, darling. See you later. Yes? Professor Lois Burton? Yes? I'm from the Philogenic Institute. Lower level. Oh, uh, then you brought me specimen XJ-12. May I come in? By all means. Oh, how... Horrible? It all depends on your viewpoint. I happen to have a twisted leg. My parents were genetically unsound. But then you... Yes. I am specimen XJ-12. I see. I hope you aren't shocked. No stable person permits feelings to enter into his work. I will admit to surprise. I was expecting something a little more, uh, abnormal. Sorry, I try to be as abnormal as possible. If I am, the Philogenic Institute allows me out of the genetic cages every so often, so I can breathe the pure air of the upper levels and mingle with the genetically perfect. You seem quite well educated. I spent the first years of my life here in the upper levels. How was that possible? They segregate imperfects. As a small child, my mother concealed me from the director of selective heredity. I was brought up in secret. My mother actually, dreadful word, loved me. I see. That would explain your obviously low threshold of emotional control. If you choose to call it that. At first, you uh, seemed to be struggling to repress a few feelings yourself. We will confine ourselves to the impersonal aspects of our work. As you please. I shall require you as a demonstration for a lecture I'm delivering to one of my classes tomorrow. At your service, Professor. Sit here, please. Grip these electrodes tightly. I'm going to calibrate your electrochemical tension. I'm quite familiar with the procedure. I realize that as an imperfect, I'm expendable. But I should hate to be electrocuted. The charge is not lethal. Plus 15 surface tension. You know, you have beautiful hair. Uh, plus 12 at a depth of 4 centimeters. Lovely blue eyes. Crystal clear. Plus 10 at 7 centimeters. Pretty. A perfect woman. Lovely, expressive hands. And a heart of stone. Like all the rest of you perfect survival types. Try not to jump, sir, when the current strikes. No feelings. Under control. Passed by the director of emotional stability. Shut up! Maybe I was wrong. Maybe you... 
You have feelings. That will be quite enough. I seem to sense an air of emotional tension. Nothing, dear. This is a specimen XJ-12. Oh, I see. An inferior type. Quite. You, specimen. Can you understand me? Yes. Yes what? Tell this dolt who I am, Lois. This is a director of emotional stability for the third oblong. He also happens to be my selected genetic partner. You will address him as sir. Yes, sir. This creature seems quite impertinent. He's only a specimen, darling. I suppose. We'll use him and ship him back to the cages at the Institute. He's probably radioactive. You, specimen. Mr. Director. You will confine your speech to answering only those questions addressed to you. Understand? Yes, sir. Perfectly. Attention! Attention! The next demonstration will be conducted by Professor Lois Burton of the Institute of Genetics. Her topic, the probability of radioactive damage in the chromosome heredity of imperfect non-survival types. Professor Burton. We are very fortunate today in having obtained a specimen of an imperfect genetic type through the good graces of the Phylogenic Institute. Moreover, this specimen has been trained to tell in his own words about the factors in his upbringing. Specimen XJ-12. Thank you. My mother was a psychotechnician in the fifth oblong. My father was a historian specializing in the records of pre-atomic surface culture. In the earthquake of 2170, apparently some hard radiation filtered down through the tunnels and penetrated the fifth oblong. The effect on my hereditary factors is quite apparent in this twisted leg. <laughs> I appreciate that you do not laugh. Most audiences seem compelled to laugh. Perhaps you are different. If so, perhaps you can be made to understand somehow what it means to be labeled an imperfect. Perhaps in some way I can penetrate the insulation with which the psychotechnicians, the drugs, and the glandular experts have surrounded your emotions. Wait. As director of emotional stability for this oblong, I order you to confine yourself to the subject. My father taught me in the last days before he was executed that every human personality is born with certain inalienable natural rights. The right of free expression, the right to have feelings, and the right to mature, and above all, the right to be different from every other living organism, because every organism is different. I submit to you, distinguished students, that the attempt by this society to abridge these rights is a violation of nature. I say that the imperfects, the mutants, those who are different, have as much right to exist and be free as you. I say break open the cages. Free my people. Stop him. Give us back the right to be individuals. Stop him. I say... Ah! Professor Burton, take this specimen back to your laboratory and confine him. Yes, Mr. Director. You, specimen, go quietly, I warn you. I have nothing but contempt for your warnings. I'll have you destroyed for this. The specimen is unstable. He doesn't know what he's saying. Then get him out of here, quickly. He's an affront to our genetic type.
Hold still while I bandage your head. Uh, He'll be all right. I... I suppose you detest me for getting you into trouble. Don't squirm. Not that I blame you. I don't detest you. Oh. Oh. In fact, I thought you quite magnificent. You... what? As you spoke, something began to stir in me. You don't hate me. I've never felt so strange. Tell me what you feel. If I moved you, then I must have moved the others, some of them at least. I don't know quite how to explain it. A a strange sympathy. Compassion. For some reason, I took pride in what you were doing. Seeing you stand up against them. Why do you look at me like that? Because I can't help it. I wish you wouldn't. You're only an imperfect, you know. You have no rights. Please, XJ-12. My name is Oren. Please. Say it. Oren. Oren? Again. Oren. Lois. Oren. Lois, Lois, Lois. What is it? Why do I feel this way? In the cages, they call it love. Love? We have no such concept in the upper levels. You've destroyed it. Would it be correct to say, I feel love for you? It would be correct. I feel love for you. Darling, darling. Lois, what about Walter? You're going to marry him. No. You're genetically suited to each other. I don't care. I won't marry him. There must be some other way. But... (gasps) Walter! Very touching. Very tender. Walter, how could you spy? In my capacity as director of emotional stability, it is my duty to spy. Specimen XJ-12 will be disposed of quite systematically by the state. For the good of the state. For the good of the genetic code. And in the name of emotional stability. Come in, Lois. I wondered how long it would be before you came to my office. Walter, I have to talk to you. Go right ahead. Walter, you mustn't destroy him. Send him back to the cages, but don't kill him. You speak of destroying an inferior creature as if it were something unethical. Walter, Walter, please, for my sake. Lois, I understand that you've entered a plea for postponement of our marriage at the Records Bureau. Yes, I... I was too upset to go through with it. It came as a great disappointment to me. If you were married to me, you would be safe from influences such as this XJ-12. In which case, I might even be persuaded to send him back to the cages. Instead of having him... destroyed. You see? Yes. I see. Think it over. Well, my dear... When can we be married? Soon. Tomorrow, if you like. The sooner the better. Lois. Lois, you make me very... What about XJ-12? Oh, I see. A bargain is a bargain. 
Let me talk to the custodian, please. Hello. This is the director of emotional stability for the third oblong. I would like you to cancel the execution of specimen XJ-12. Yes. Yes, that's right. Turn him over to the security guard. He's to be remanded permanently to the genetic cages. Let me talk to him, Walter. My dear, I don't think Please, that... I, I, I want to be sure he's all right. Very well. Hello. Connect a circuit in the cell block. I want to talk to XJ-12. Here you are, my dear. Hello? Oren? Yes. No, I'm all right. How are you? Fine. Oren, I... I've been talking to Walter. He's going to send you back to the cages. Yes. Yes. No. No, I, I'm going to marry him. Because I... I want to. I'm not lying to you. I, I'm very happy. Yes. Yes, I, I've got to hang up now. Goodbye. Goodbye. And now, Lois? Walter, please, I, I've got to get back to the lab. Of course. I'll pick you up in, say, an hour, and we'll make plans for the wedding. All right? Yes. Yes, of course. Goodbye, Walter. This is the director of emotional stability again. I want you to cancel that last order. Proceed with the execution, but under conditions of absolute secrecy. No. Don't use the lethal chamber. Take him to the tunnels on the upper level. That's correct. Fine. This way. Where are you taking me? You're being returned to the Philogenic Institute. Orders from the Director of Emotional Stability. Into the elevator. Very well. Why are we going toward the surface? The cages are on the lower levels. Radiation check. They've never done that before. New procedure. All right. Walk. Hook, state your business. I'm the custodian for the third oblong. This imperfect is my prisoner. You can't go beyond this checkpoint. There's radioactivity in the tunnels. This is a special mission, if you know what I mean. Oh, I see. Well, just a moment, I'll open the airlock. Go ahead. You'll find two radiation suits in the chamber. We will need only one. So this is how they get rid of imperfects. March inside. All right. Turn around. Suppose I refuse. It'll be less painful if you cooperate. Before you dispose of me, could I give you a message for a friend? That depends. What is the message? 
This! Security! Help! Security! What is it? What happened? The prisoner, he struck me. Before I could recover, he escaped into the tunnels. Well, he won't last long. If the radiation doesn't get him, he'll starve to death. Can you go after him? I could send a robot, but it isn't worth the trouble. There's no way back from the tunnels except through here. Only other direction he can go is toward the surface. The closer he gets, the hotter the radiation. No, I think you can consider your prisoner dead. More wine, my dear? No, thank you, Walter. You look very beautiful, my dear. Very beautiful. Thank you. These hydroponic fruits are delicious, aren't they? Oh, uh, the wedding will just be a small affair. I've arranged for a few friends. The director of endocrine control, the chief of the security guards, one or two assistants to high council members. Walter, did... Yes? Was he returned to the cages? Now, why must you spoil this lovely dinner by bringing that up? Was he, Walter? Well... Was he? Well, as a matter of fact, there was a little difficulty. Difficulty? Yes, you see... He escaped. Escaped? He struck a guard and ran off into the tunnels. The tunnels? But that's death. He's free to return any time he chooses. When did it happen? Just a few hours ago, as a matter of fact. Walter... Now, don't, don't become upset again, darling. You planned it, didn't you, Walter? Stability, darling. Stability. 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 Is that all I'm to hear from you for the rest of my life? Darling. Here's what I think of Stability. Well, we're not to be married. I'd be compelled to turn you over to the endocrine surgeons for doing that. Well, you can go right ahead, because we aren't going to be married. Checkpoint. This is the director of emotional security. Yes, sir. Professor Burton tries to pass the checkpoint. I want to take it into custody. Well, Professor Burton just passed, sir. She said You that... idiot. But she said I don't that we... care what she said. Stop her. Send robots after her. Get her back. I'll have you destroyed as incompetent if you fail. Yes, sir. At once, sir. Robot control. Checkpoint to robot control. Order out all televocal robots into the tunnels. Have them bring back any humans. This is a first priority order. Why did you come here? It's suicide. I had to. Darling, are you all right? So far. You've got to turn back. Give yourself up. They'll kill me. You can't stay here. The radiation is plus four at this point. It gets worse as you approach the surface. Go back, darling. What will you do? I'm going ahead. But you can't. I can. I'm going to the surface. Not even the robots can, can, can survive it. At least I'll be the first human in 1,100 years to see what the surface of the Earth looks like. Come back with me. No, darling. Then I'm going with you. Lois. Don't try to stop me, darling. 
There's nothing to go back to now. Nothing but Walter and emotional stability. Lois, you... You really want to come with me? Yes. You know what it means. I don't care. Oh, darling, I can't let you go. Oren, I... I love you. See, I... I know how to say it now. Say it again. Oren, I love you. Lois. Lois, what's that? Sounds... Oh, Oren, it's the robot control. It's looking for us. Come on, we've got to hurry. This way, hurry. Oh, and wait. It can't be much further, darling. The robot is gaining. Here, here, let me help you. I can't, I just can't. All right, darling, we'll stop here. We may as well wait for it. Oh, all right. Coming, I, I can see it's light now. Darling, listen. It stopped. The lights are swinging around. Oren, it sees us. Come on, darling. One last effort. Come on, run. Look. Look ahead. You can see the lights reflecting from something. It looks like a door. It is. No, it's, it's a heavy lead door. There's a lever. Hurry. Come on through. Lois, there must be some way to close it. Here. Let me help you. It won't get through that. It's solid lead. Oren, where are we? I... I don't know. Look. Up there. A huge round light. Lois. Yes, Oren? That's... That's Luna. The moon. We're on the surface. How red everything looks. How it glows. It's the radioactivity. Quiet. Peaceful. Deadly. Oh, darling. Sit here and rest a while. Put your arm around me. Oren, I'm afraid. Oren, we're going to die. Don't think about it. Just think about us alone. The first humans to stand on the surface of Earth in 2,000 years. Lois, that door must have been placed there by the last handful of survivors who went underground after the atomic wars. Those other lights, the small ones, they must be stars. Oh, and I, I'm so tired. Go to sleep, darling. Put your head on my shoulder and sleep. Hold me, Oren. Hold me very close. Oren. Uh, Oren, wake up. What is it? Look, it's light. What? The whole universe is light. Oh, Oren, how beautiful. Look. By all the laws of nature, we should be dead. Lois, no life could survive this. By all the laws of nature, Oren. What is it? We're not dead. This is Earth and we're alive. We're not going to die. But the radiation, it's present. You, you can see its effect. Oren, did you ever hear of adaptation? What? 
There is a natural law of adaptation by which an organism will try to adjust itself to its environment by changing. It's called a geotropism. I don't see what that has to do with... All these generations, we've been bombarded by radiation filtering down through the Earth. Each successive generation must have inherited some degree of immunity to the effects of radiation. And you think that... Oh, and it can't hurt us. Don't you see? We're immune. We're probably the first generation to inherit sufficient immunity. But if that's true, then... Then we can transmit that immunity. We can pass it along to our children. Come on, darling. We'll have to find food and water. <laughs> the practical wife. Oh, wait a minute, darling. What are you doing with that rock? I want to scratch something on the outside of this lead door. Lois and Oren. Forty-one, ninety-five, A.D. Hello, tomorrow. Tonight, Dimension X, the program of the future, has introduced a new star of the future, Miss Nancy Olson. Miss Olson appeared by courtesy of Paramount Pictures and may currently be seen in their production, Sunset Boulevard. Tonight, Dimension X has transcribed Hello Tomorrow, written by George Lefferts. Appearing with Nancy Olson were Santos Otega as Walter and Donald Buca as Oren. Your narrator was Norman Rose. Music by Albert Berman. Engineer Bill Chambers. Dimension X is produced by Van Woodward and directed by Edward King. If you enjoyed that golden age of radio production, be sure to follow the Riley and Kimmy Show. We feature old-time radio shows from time to time. We have archived episodes available right now on our website, at RileyandKimmy.com. Some of them have old-time radio episodes on them. Please tell your friends about the Riley and Kimmy Show. Help us grow. Our social media links are available on our website at RileyandKimmy.com. That's R-I-L-E-Y and Kimmy, K-I-M-M-Y, dot com. If you friend, follow, and like us, we will friend and follow you back. Also, be sure to check out our website, events page, and our social media pages for updates where the Riley and Kimmy show will be appearing next. And we're available for your pop culture event and also those that are animal-based, about pets and animals too. We have a spinoff show called Animal Special. So be sure to tell your friends about us. It's the Riley and Kimmy show, the nerd variety talk show with daily pop culture episodes. The Riley and Kimmy Show. Find archive podcasts of The Riley and Kimmy Show at RileyandKimmy.com. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.